Okay, we are recording. Do you see the recording thing? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so you... Although okay. the camera quality just went down. I don't know what that's about. No, no. It's back up. It's just for the first few seconds it's bad. Is it okay now? Yeah, it's fine now. Okay, cool. All right. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good surviving in quarantine. It's been... I think like a hundred and something. I've lost count. I've stopped counting. I stopped counting after 90. Okay, but first of all, who are you? Introduce yourself. Okay, so um, my name is Faye. I go by Faye the Most Gracious online. My name is Faye Rahman. I'm an ex-Muslim activist, but I support Black Lives Matter, and that's why I'm here. Uh, I talk about women's rights issues, human rights issues, religious freedom issues, um and i'm very very new to this and uh i'm i'm just that's who i am mm. and you agreed to talk to me about black clothes matter mm-hmm. and why have you agreed to me because nobody i've been desperate to find black lives matter supporters to talk to me and they look at my posts my recent posts and they're like mm-hmm. yeah no thank you and they walked out of the way but I've been rejected uh, a lot. I don't know who you've come across. I mean, I've been, our community is very, very conservative. So there are quite a few of us. There's a few of us that have like banded together in support of Black Lives Matter. Wait, conser- um, conservative? You mean our community is very conservative? What do you mean? In, Conser- in terms of this, uh, this movement specifically. Okay, okay very- yeah, you, but you don't mean in a political sense, not like right-wing conservative. No, 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 no. You mean they're very careful, that's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, okay, just um, let's be clear, because the ex-Muslim <laughs> community is not, is not very conservative. Okay, but go on. Just, let's just be clear. Um, right, go on. I'm, I'm being as clear as possible. But um, I think a lot of people have tried to stay out of this as much as they can in our community. Um, but in terms of people that I've talked to about Black Lives Matter, I think I may need to introduce you to some people because I was on a podcast on Sunday where I was talking to like six or seven different people who were for the movement. Um, and they, they had me on a podcast. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, you are a supporter of, of course they're going to have you, but maybe, maybe the reason why you agreed to talk to me is because maybe you haven't seen my post. Maybe if you saw the post that they have seen, you were like, huh? (laughs) see your post you have i see the okay. trouble you cause <laughs> okay so why why is it given that you are a black Lives matter supporter and you uh-huh. agreed to talk to me why do you think these based on my posts like why do you think i'm being rejected so much by the like have i been that bad i don't think you've been bad i think people I don't think people like talking about people who disagree with them. And I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, last year when you came down, I think you know me, I get on your nerves and you get on mine. Um, so we're all good. And there's no, um, there's no problem with that. For me, I like exploring different ideas and I like talking to people that don't necessarily agree with me. And I want to hear all sides of the argument because I believe that if you don't hear all sides of the argument, then you can't really reach a conclusion. You just stay static. Um, so that's why I've agreed to talk to you. I'm not entirely sure, you know, everybody's intentions, but I do think that a lot of people who get caught up in in these kind of movements, they take them very, very personally. So when you disagree with them, it becomes a personal issue rather than an intellectual one. Um, mm. So that's what I that's what I think anyway. 
So a lot of the people who are also get uh, really upset and by what I say, once I once we talk, they actually realize that they don't disagree with me much. But then they say, oh, OK, now we can be friends. They're like, wait a minute. So if we if we continue to disagree, you wouldn't be able to be friends like that. that, that anyways, but you, like it seems like I have like they make the fact once I explain to them what my positions are, their guard comes down and they become more friendly, which I I don't see that as a good thing, because that means that if they if I haven't managed to make them agree with what I'm saying, they will still be hostile. But I mm. wanted to, I want them to learn how to remain. You know, you don't have to be hostile towards people, even if you disagree with them. Like, why is that a condition? For us to get along, like, I don't. I get think it. that people have become obsessed with labeling, and labeling in general isn't a bad thing. But I yeah, think that not. when when people start seeing certain labels as, like, for example, when I said conservative, and you said, "Let's make it very clear that the ex-Muslim yeah, yeah. community." Oh not yeah, right. you're right. You know, I was triggered. Like, I was triggered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with being a conservative. There's nothing wrong with being right wing. Okay. You, you just hold the beliefs that you you hold. I'll let you comment, but okay. let me finish my point. Okay. Um, okay. But the point that I'm making is, is I think that people get so fixated on the labels that they start like creating these blockchains mentally for certain labels. Um, and then they start ascribing the labels that they define in their own mind onto other people when they hold certain views. Um, so that's that's what I think is happening. Let me defend myself bit why I was why I was <laughs> triggered. I'm not I'm, when I I'm triggered. I was triggered not because I'm thinking like oh calling somebody conservative is the worst thing ever. Mm. What I'm triggered by is assuming somebody is something based on just a few narratives that you you know like making a wrong assumption, right? Mm. So based on like oh you just said this and this, therefore. This is what you are, right? Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no, like, no, and it's not even, not even close, right? So it's mostly the lack of even trying and just the baseless assumptions yeah. that makes me triggered. Not the fact that I think conservative is like the, is like yeah. As yeah. A, I'm not saying that... like their word. It's just like yeah, like you don't even know my position. You just, you just decided that you know everything about me based on two or three things mm -hmm. that I. Yeah. And I, I do think that um, instead of trying to define people, you should allow them to define themselves. Just let them talk. It's, there's nothing wrong with talking. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's for, for even the people, a lot, uh, half, no, I don't know, a large percentage of the people who like my recent post, mm. they come and they think like, oh, Armin is anti BLM. And I'm like, what? No. Like, are you the no, I mean, I, I would like if somebody asks me, like, are you for or against BLM? I'm like, I haven't seen much consistency in the messages that are coming out mm. of most BLM supporters. So it really depends on the BLM support, specific BLM supporter, because I haven't seen a core ideology that I could be like, yes or no. Right. Mm -hmm. So even like it's not just the people who are disagreeing with my post that are just assuming my entire world ideology. It's also the people who are agreeing with me, like hey, Armin, anti-BLM, <laughs> like. No, like not necessarily. <laughs> like yeah, so it, yeah, so I don't know. But anyway, so again, so given that, do you agree? By the way, that there doesn't seem to be a core. Like it really does. Like it seems like we have so many different 
viewpoints from BLM supporters and like yeah. I haven't seen anything co- like I'm not comfortable at all to be like yes go BLM or no screw BLM because I don't even necessarily know if there's a core ideology there. I think that's what a lot of people are having a hard time with is they don't really know what the movement is striving for where it's going. Um, for me I just want the end of police brutality whether or not they're killing black people I think that that system 100% that's what I'm for and police brutality um, and we can get into that discussion later on but um, I do think that because there's a lot of different voices you have the supremacist voices coming out black and white coming out um, you have you know you actually acknowledge they exist yeah of course okay well, uh, well that's that's a... we know nation of Islam exists you know, well, yeah, like that. I they exist, but that's like. <laughs> people given the people, given that, yeah, given the people that I've been talking to, that's like, wow, you you actually are saying they're real. That's amazing. Okay, but go on, continue. Okay. <laughs> am, I, am I being controversial right now? Yeah, it's not a new place for me to be in. Um, but you know, the all of the supremacists have come out. The like hard leftist anarchists have come out to join in this movement. Um, the far lefties have come out. Like a lot of people have come out, and I don't agree with all of them. So I do understand the um, like people's confusion with the message that it holds. I don't necessarily support the organization in and of itself as well, um, like the Black Lives Matter organization, but. I do support a lot of the a lot of the different things that black people are saying, like the existence of systemic oppression in education, in healthcare, um, in terms of crime and punishment. There, there does seem to see seem to be some kind of discrepancy, um, and that's what I would like to see change. Okay, so you said a whole bunch of things that I need to address, right? First of all. Let's just not uh, get into things that, like, the, I, like I want to make sure that we know the things mm-hmm. that we agree on, because a lot of people just assume that there's disagreements where there's not. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, based on like, oh, you're anti, you're like questioning some stuff that coming is out of the BLM movement. You must not recognize that there is systemic oppression or systematic discrimination in the United States against Black people, or like. How does one follow the other one? Like, no, I can read data. That's obviously real. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not denying that, right? So, I mean, this, the, like, every time, like, every time I say, like, for example, oh, the United States is one of the least racist countries in the world. And people are like, I mean, look, there's racism here and here and here. <laughs> and look at the resumes. And look at, like, yeah, I know I've seen those. I didn't say there is no systemic racism in the United States. Like, I just said it's one of the le- least racist countries in the world and that we have to recognize the progress that the United States has made. By the way, do you deny that, that the fact that the United States, for example, and United Kingdom, by the way, where you are, mm-hmm. um, it are one of the least explicitly racist countries in the world? Do you deny that? So I don't know the data, but I would probably agree that they're less racist than a lot of countries. Right. So yeah. these two things are not mutually exclusive. Right, no, the fact that the United States and United Kingdom, especially United Kingdom, right, mm-hmm. when it comes to explicit forms of racism, they're one of the, they're two of the least racist countries in the world, mm-hmm. is not contradicting the fact that systemic racism against minorities is a real thing. I don't know actually about the UK. I haven't seen the data. Probably there is. 
some, I don't but it's not as bad as the US in terms yeah. of systemic well, racism. But anyway. yeah, yeah, I would guess there is. I just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, but there is definitely exists in the police uh, brutality in the US, uh, in the court system, mm-hmm. uh, in the job market. Like it's it's real. So we agree on. By the, by the way, like one of the things that I got in trouble for is exactly saying that, saying the fact that United States is one of the least racist countries in the world. So and, if I were to play devil's advocate for a second, because I mm-hmm. I don't think what you're saying is wrong. But um, there's been a discussion like recently that I've just had personally with if there's a time and place to say things like, do you understand that saying something like that in the middle in in the moment of racial Mm. unrest, why that could be misread? Like, I'm not saying that it's wrong and you don't have a right to say it, but do you see how it could be misread? Yeah, I mean, of course I have the right to say it, but that's not the question. The question you're asking is if it's the right thing to say, not if not if the, I have the right to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was uh, the time and place, the time of it, the timing of it was very important uh, mm-hmm. because it because I posted that not in response to police brutality. Mm-hmm. I I responded that in in response to the the woke. The second woke uprising right. and denial of reality, denial of simple denial of history, denial of the progress that United States have made, and denial mm-hmm. of simple data, denial of what's actually happening. Right. So if people say like, "Hey, this is a problem. This is not the right time to say it," but when I notice people are actually denying the truth and completely misunderstanding what's the what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that that post was in response. Like a lot of people think, like, oh, this is in response to police brutality. Like, no, just because mm-hmm. you're noticing that, I'm also noticing something else. This is in response to that. So the yeah. timing was right because that was happening at that time as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People, yeah. people, complete exaggerating or completely misunderstanding what the nature of the problem is was mm-hmm. happening. Was it was so high at, at during this whole as a as a cause of the protest and a cause of the police brutality. The reaction was so, um, you know. I mean, my activism. Okay, here's the thing. I respect activism of people who are fighting against police brutality and injustice and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. My activism is about fighting for. Um, the right methodology when it comes to recognizing what is true and what is not true. Mm-hmm. So based on my brand of activism, I saw a problem and the timing of it was perfect because that's what that's what it was happening right then. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking annoying <laughs> that, that so many people who claim that, oh, follow the evidence, follow the data, don't rely on your feelings were doing exactly that and I and I had to respond. Yeah, um I do find myself these days putting a lot more disclaimers before I actually make a point just because people will misread it. Um intentionally or not and it's um hmm. it's annoying. It's That's frustrating because your disclaimers are going to need disclaimers, right? <laughs> uh, I mean you 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 might as well not say anything unless you're prepared to write an essay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I wrote something as obvious. Okay, here's for example. Here I said, um, resisting, don't resist arrest. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and resisting arrest is not a good idea, and this is not meant to blame the victim. It's meant mm-hmm. to keep the victim alive, right? Right. People think, like, is this a reaction to the, what we just witnessed, like a police brutality that we just witnessed? Like, do not resist arrest. George Floyd wasn't resisting arrest. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, take, I mean, the... way he was, but not when he was... Like, never mind, that's not... George yeah. Floyd, when he when he died, he wasn't resisting arrest and all that. So that was uh, that. It, it seemed like irrelevant to that, but that mm. was not in response to that. That was in response to seeing a whole bunch of people thinking uh, that in the United States it's open season on black people, mm. and if you're getting arrested, it doesn't really matter what you do. You're take you're 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 basically dead now. Um, that. Any black person in the street, like coming across a, a cop, is the most dangerous thing that could happen to him. Which is, this is all fucking insane. And I think I mean, putting out you... what, just well, let me finish this one. Yeah, Telling sure. people that resisting arrest doesn't matter um, is so fucking dangerous. Like you are, like you, you, you have the whole Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter poster and everything. Uh, on your account, and you're going out and tell, giving people, giving black people advice that is going to put them in harm's way. Like, you are actually, mm-hmm. you know, this is dangerous, you know, uh, you know. so I, that was not, that was not, that was in response to this falsehood being uh, spread. And people say, oh, where's the disclaimer? The disclaimer was right after. The disclaimer was like, hey, I'm not blaming the victim, okay? This is just for your own fucking survival. It, mm-hmm. And people say like, oh, this advice might work. Look at the comments that got. People genuinely think that, oh, if you are a white, maybe not resisting arrest could help you survive. But if you're black, it doesn't help. Like, they genuinely think that your chances of dying, getting shot by the cops, is completely equal whether you resist arrest or not if you're black. Like, is that not insane? So, a couple of things. First of all, don't resist arrest in America. (laughs) It seems like a bad idea. Yeah, Um, thank you. All right. And second of all, um, so a couple of things. There are definitely emotions wrapped up in this because we saw a man die on camera. Um, You know, like, I think naturally there are going to be emotions caught up in that. Um, I think the third thing is that a lot of people who are for the movement are quite young and passionate. And, um, you know, I think that good intentions need to be taken account for. Like, they're obviously not saying that to um well they probably are saying it to hurt you but their intentions are pure like they're on the right side of the fence um but I, think, so. but you can I go. think that they they definitely are feeding into hysteria which i don't agree with but they mm. are trying to you know mm. make their voices heard and say that they don't support police brutality um but they may not fully understand the dynamics that go into police brutality um, I think that while saying that resisting arrest is a stupid idea, I think that America has a lot to clean up in terms of, um, I, actually, I don't know what kind of training they go through, but it is lacking in any kind of mental health training. Um, I mean, as someone who's worked in security before, even the restraints that those police officers used looked all kinds of wrong. Yeah, maybe um, we should fund the police to train them more. The training that they're getting right now is pathetically uh, oh, limited. Oh, so bad. Yeah. And then, like, the Which is police Maybe officers... why they need more funding. Fund the police. Go on. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into that argument because I don't understand okay. it. Okay. Um, but um, in, 
in terms of like the police officers who were also at that scene, um, two of them had it on their record that they had been involved in police brutality before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the officer Chauvin himself had two counts to his name. So things what like that and unions? safeguarding. Yeah, it's, like things like that and safeguarding. I, I don't, because like the way that people describe police officers in America is like completely opposite to how I would describe police officers here in the UK. Because like police officer, when I see one of them, I can say hi, I can pet their dog, I can stroke their horse, like... Can do it, that in the United States, and they will appreciate that. The way that people talk about police in the states is like they're these awful human beings. No, they're, they're, <laughs> most of them are amazing, and it's so unfair. It's so unfair. This is so unfair to them, and this is only going to make things worse. I can't mm-hmm. believe. Like, imagine how many people are going to be encouraged now to become a cop these days, based on how negative people feel. Like, you're only going to get. Worse and worse if you don't have a high enough motivation for good people to become police based on the environment that you, based on the mentality and the you know yeah. that people now have about what it means to be a cop. Like this is going to cause more problems going forward. But, I think the whole um, sorry the whole system of training definitely needs probably to be restructured. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Be grateful to the police in the United States. People need to be grateful. They have no idea. Do you, I mean, do you do you recognize? I mean, I, it's not. It's okay if you haven't, because I know most people don't haven't had the time to look at the data. But you know how much improvements United States has made in the past decade when it comes to reducing the number of unjustified shootings. It's uh, I am- haven't read the data now, but go it's- ahead. It's amazing. But here's one thing you said. Like you said, you want end police brutality. Okay? Mm. You're never going to be able to end police brutality mm. unless you replace police with AI or something. I don't know. Um, but you're only going to be able to reduce police brutality. Mm. Okay? And they have reduced police brutality. And that doesn't mean that the job is done, obviously. Yeah. But they have. And if people don't recognize that they have, you know, dramatically then they're not going to support what the successful methods that got us here. You know what I mean? Right yeah. now, the people, like, the way that it works right now, here's the thing. Given that we have more cameras and people have more cell phones and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is a good thing that we're recording these more often, right? Mm-hmm. But one side effect of it is that even if the number of unjustified police shootings of black people, because nobody gives a shit about white people, just to be clear, but unjustified shootings of black people, even if it goes down, it has gone down, but even if it goes down more to like one-tenth of what it is right now, we will still get videos of a black person getting killed by a cop unjustifiably at some point the number even if it gets to one tenth of what it have right now and Mm. based on the mentality of the people that i have seen that one video is going to be used to show that nothing has changed nothing has changed and the the police has to be punished they have to be defunded they have to be um you know replaced and all that stuff and if if you want what people have to recognize is that if you want 
progress, you have to first recognize, yeah. if you want progress in the future, you first have to recognize the progress that you have made in the past to know what to support. And these people, the vast majority, majority of them that I have seen, and again, I haven't collected scientific data, so I'm happy to be proven wrong about this, but the vast majority of them are unable to recognize the progress that has already been made. Yeah. Well, do you, you want to know the other thing, though, that whenever I've had discussions about BLM, like since this kicked off, I have not heard that argument. This is the first time I'm hearing that argument. What argument? Oh. That police brutality has decreased over the years. And I think that the acknowledgement for progress, I don't, I, I just haven't seen it. And I, I want to acknowledge it. Like, I wish somebody had told me that before. That's something that I didn't consider. Um, but I think that there is a difference between people who want change and people who just want to burn everything down. Mm. Um, and we are, and often the people who want to burn everything down are the loudest people. Um, and I, you know, I don't believe in fueling hysteria. I don't believe in using a tragedy for personal political gain. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of people do that and I don't appreciate it. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is not going well. I was hoping we disagree so we could fight. But <laughs> <laughs> well, happy accident. <laughs> okay. Let me actually get more, a little bit more like, um, okay. <laughs> raise the stakes here. Okay. So f what do you think about, the, um, what are your opinions on the fact that um, the, we see there a, a shit ton of videos mm -hmm. of white people being unjustifiably killed by cops. There's a shit ton of videos, okay? Uh, there's even one very similar to how George Floyd was dead. Knee on the head. In fact, it was worse because while the knee was on the neck and he died, I think his name was Tony Tampa or something. That, yeah. Uh, the cops were making jokes about his situation while they were doing it. And that was like two years. How many years ago was that? I forgot if it was two years ago or four years ago. Okay. And nobody, nobody like cares, it seems. So, when, yeah. uh, sorry, um, if you no, want no, to go ahead. Um, when it comes to race, and I've had these conversations as well where people are like, right, it, it only becomes a thing when it happens to black people or a colored person. And I think that identity politics play into a lot of it. And myself, I'm not too involved with identity politics. Like, you know, my background, I, I had bigger problems to deal with in my young, younger days. Um, so when it comes to identity politics, A, I do believe that at some point you just have to get on with your life and you have to just accept the cards that are dealt to you. And you can't just blame everything on the way the world is. You have to live. Um, and the second thing is, is that I think that people take it more seriously when it's a person of a different color because there is this view that all white people are inherently privileged. Now, privilege is a sociological term and it, it does exist and there are ways to discuss it, but it, it is a term that is broadly misused by people who like to um, belittle people who, who other people, let's just say they like to belittle other people. Um, and um, I think that because America has this history 
with the slavery and the civil rights movement and segregation, Jim Crow laws, like all of that stuff, I think it makes it worse because these things, while they're brought up, I think they're not well addressed because of the division on all of the issues. And then when they come up again, it's sort of seen, it's this, it, the same thing happens and it's constantly seen as like this mob mentality, this hysteria. Um, and I think it's very, very easy for people to date, like you said, when people catch something on camera and they make it go viral. Um, it's very, very easy for people to fall into hysteria, but I didn't even hear of this one. Um, do you know which state it was in? It's Tony Temper. And he was he has the knee on his neck and people were saying that and he was he was also he didn't say I can't breathe, but he did say you're going to kill me like it's very similar. Mm. Um, but there is but this is the only reason why I bring up this one, because it was very similar to George Floyd. But there's hundreds of examples uh, of white people being unjustified, unarmed white people being unjustifiably killed by cops. Right. Mm. Um, you know, so. So and it's very interesting because a lot of um, you know so when you actually look at the data, mm-hmm. so which what happens more right? So this is what a lot of people don't get right, um, and this is even something that right wing people don't get as well right? So let me just go with the summary of the back and forth right? Mm-hmm. People say that um, this is what the okay so this is what the people who I'm just going to say right and left. I know this is not what all, all right people are saying and all what left people are saying. For the sake of an argument. I just, I'm just simplifying it. I know yeah. it's, you know, okay. So let's say uh, left-leaning people, uh, a right-leaning person, a left-leaning person is saying, okay, black people are being killed more by cops than white people. And then the sure. right-wing people, right-leaning person might say, um, no, actually, the total number of white people are more. Mm. Um, and then the left leaning. This is not left or right. Let me say BLM supporter and not BLM supporter. <laughs> BLM supporter <laughs> or police supporter. Then the BLM supporter will say, "Well, I, well, that obviously there's going to be more white people killed because there's more white people." Okay, so you can't sure. just look at the total number. You have to adjust it per capita. So when I adjust it per capita, black people are being killed more by cops than white people. And mm. then the police supporter might be say. Well, you can't just adjust per capita. You have to adjust based on crime rate. Okay? If you adjust based on crime rate, then no, the black people are not being killed more than white people. In fact, black people are being killed less than white people if you adjust it for crime rate. And then the BLM supporter will come and say, well, the crime rate is higher because of socioeconomic factors, mm-hmm. which is which is due to the systemic racism and the mm-hmm. generational poverty and all of that. That's why there's higher crime rate. And then the police supporter are like, okay, yes, I didn't say that the crime rate is higher because there's something innate about black people that makes them more violent. This is because of socioeconomic factors. Yes, sure. But what is the police going to do? The police cannot come and fix socioeconomic factors. The police is supposed to respond to higher crime rates. That's their job. If you want to address socioeconomic crime, socioeconomic factors that it causes the crime rate, that's a, go deal with another department, another branch of the government that is supposed to deal with that. While you're fixing that, the police still has to respond to higher crime rates more. And because they respond to higher crime rates more, um, they're going to be in touch with black people more. They're going to come in contact with black people more. And if they come in contact with black people more, they're going to kill them more, even though 
they, you know, uh, more than is justifiable based on most than that, most than that, more than what they would expect based on the percentage of the population. Okay, but then this is the reaction that the BLM supporters should give, and they do not give, and this is why they should hire me to make this argument for them. Okay, controversial. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm giving you this. I'm telling you this. I put this already out, and somebody somebody's gonna copy me. Uh, without giving me credit, but whatever. Um, Maybe you I, should give me your your script. Here, here, here's <laughs> your here's what the BLM. Okay, so the BLM supporters they're they're con- they're focused on the police shootings, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be. They yeah. should okay, because that's the only one area that there doesn't seem to be. Discrimination against black people. When it comes to unarmed shooting of unarmed killing of people based based on by shootings, I'm not talking uh-huh. about the George Floyd situation. Like that, this is shooting. Okay, that's yeah. the only th- area where the data shows that if you adjust for the crime rates, there doesn't seem to be discrimination against black people. Okay, there does seem to be discrimination in almost everywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to non-lethal violence, when it comes to the arrests, when it comes to um, you know sentencing, when it comes to uh, the, the number of sentencing and the amount of sentencing, right? All of it seems to be just dis- through and um, people yes. who are put in. But yeah, there's it. but there's discrimination. There's a discrimination in these areas even after you adjust for the crime rates. When it comes to the police shootings. There doesn't seem to be discrimination if you adjust for the crime rates, right? Yeah. So what the BLM person supporter should say, instead of unlike the current BLM people that are f- focusing on the shootings, they should be like, they should respond to the other side like, "Are you serious? You went, you looked at all the data, and mm-hmm. all the data showed that this there's discrimination everywhere, everywhere, and you found one tiny area." Which is the shootings, unarmed sh- uh, shooting of unarmed people? That tiny one area that there is no discrimination, and you're just jumping on that, and you keep saying it. Oh, there's no discrimination. There's no discrimination. There's no discrimination. And it's just that, just that one tiny area. Like, are you seriously ignoring every se- everywhere else that there's discrimination, <laughs> and just focusing on this okay, one? Okay, I have, this I have two things to say about this that are okay. off off the topic. One, somebody needs to take that whole speech and animate it. Um, two, <laughs> can I clip that section when you post this and then post it to my channel with the title Armin Navabi is not racist? <laughs> Just <laughs> link back to, uh, only if you link back to atheist, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say so, in terms of the police shootings. Mm. The different discussions that I've had around police shootings and crime rates and things like that. So the problem that I have with the data collection in terms of police shootings, A, they're being conducted by police, so we don't know what kind of bias there is. Let me finish. Mm. Um, Secondarily, police brutality doesn't always end in shootings. Um, So how much of it is going underreported? And, you know, are there victims out there that aren't saying anything? And the third thing is, is that it's, I think it's very, very difficult to track when an act of violence is motivated by um, racism. 
or by some kind of other discrepancy. Like, for example, with this case, we don't know if those four police officers just wanted to kill somebody that day or if it was racially motivated. Um, and I think mistake. that... Trying to, uh, sorry? It was a mistake. Maybe I, doubt, maybe, I doubt, I doubt wait, it was a mistake. He, he you was, really think that the police wanted to kill George like, Floyd? Like, that he was yeah. like, I'm going to kill this man today? I I think so. I've watched that video quite a few times. He had his knee on his neck for nine minutes. Yeah, they do that all the time. I'm not for defending nine him. nine minutes? No, okay. Okay, that guy was a fucking moron. Okay, he is a psychopath. Yeah, he's a criminal. And he should go to jail know, for a well, very long time. I say is... that, but I'm not saying that I know he wanted to kill a person. Okay? Well, I'm, I'm saying you cannot know. I Maybe. can't know, but I'm I'm making an assumption based okay. on based on what I've seen. Um, okay. Sorry, but, I, if I didn't make that clear. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry? Okay. Okay. Maybe you're right. Okay, but it, it was just based on because this person has been in the police force for an extended amount of time, and you know he was blocking an airway for nine minutes. To me, that doesn't show like oopsie, you know. Um, Part of the training, unfortunately. Mm, it, sh- it shouldn't be but uh, from what I've from what I've heard like I don't even agree with this but from what I've heard you can only keep um, your knee on someone's back for a minute and 30 seconds and, a, and no a, a knee on their neck for a minute and 30 seconds and a knee on their back for an extended amount of time um, I have a very hard time believing no matter how evil you are that mm-hmm. you're like I'm going to kill a man on camera today like I have a hard time. That's I what's ha- scary about it. Like, what if that is what he was doing? Like, he was. Uh, what if? Yeah, it might be, but it's just hard for me to believe that. It's just hard for me to believe that. Like mm-hmm. that's. I mean, you don't have to. You, you don't have, have a soft heart, Armin. <laughs> I'm recognizing him as somebody evil that needs to be punished, mm-hmm. without having to think that. Having to assume that he intentionally like wanted to kill somebody on camera that day like he, i think these people are just going maybe, i mean like, if you look at the dark web armin there are fucked up people out there <laughs> the world yeah. was shown a snuff film yeah actually that's a great example why are they in the dark web why are they on the dark web right because <laughs> because they want the dark web to see i don't know because even the most fucked up people would not be able, would not, are not willing to openly be that evil. That's why they're on the dark web and not the rest of the web. That's what I'm saying. No matter how evil this person is, I don't think that this person would like, while people are recording this, I'm going to kill a man today on camera today so i just i just i mean it's it's, it's possible i just, I just think mm. it's unlikely okay that's, that's why there's I mean, we can the we can agree to disagree on that but that's what it looks like to me um well, but that's idiot. all he's an idiot he yeah, he's just not evil there's also an idiot i just think that he he's just like he was just thinking like you know, I think these people get a boner for being in a position of power. He mm-hmm. feels like a dominant. Oh, 100%. Stronger. I can agree to that. Yeah, something like that. But not like, he's not going to, he, he's not going to, yeah, he's not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go. This is so, this power trip is feels so good that I'm well, willing to 
go to jail for it. Like, I don't if think... I can, if I can paint you a picture, though, like, uh, Officer Chauvin, right, he's had two counts of police brutality on his record already that he's gotten away with. And yeah. this is the third time he's done it. Yeah, I mean, I can see him thinking, like, I can get away with this. I don't know if he... I mean, whether or not he could get away with murdering somebody, that's different. But I definitely think that he thought that whatever he was doing, he could get away with. And it ended in murder. Yeah. Anyways, I just, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. I just think mm-hmm. that if, 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 I just think it's more likely that he is just violent. Not, right. not, not, more, not a moron. Uh, maybe he's also but anyway, I was uh, talking about whether or not there was racism involved in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's very, like, there are some people who are running with this narrative that we have to end all racism. Um, I just want to stop those very disillusioned people. You will never be able to stop racism as a whole on an individual level. Um, because I think that people will hold prejudices regardless of how much progression you put into it whether or not it's like a small level of prejudice or a massive level of prejudice people will always be prejudiced on some level um based on environmental factors based on the things that they're taught up and brought up in um but the things that have to change is the systemic oppression and i i completely agree that when we look at police shootings it's very difficult to make a case for like this is about racism it's very very difficult to do that and um, you would probably say that it doesn't exist there based on the numbers because white people are also shot and... Um... Wait, no, no, no. Did I say there is no systemic discrimination in the police department? Did I say no, that? No, I said there's no uh, racism with police shootings. Yeah, which yeah. is one of the very, very few things among all the other things that police does that... Yeah. Which you have shown that there is discrimination on all the almost everything else. Yeah, but in the judicial system, when it comes to, like, inmates who are on death row, people who are sentenced to be on death row, rape cases, there's definitely a discrepancy. Yeah, Um, and even after you adjust for the crime rate, even mm -hmm. once you control for the variable, we already agree on that, so... Yeah, I was just reiterating, because I don't want to paint you in a way. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, but, yeah, I mean, let me just mention something that you uh, said about the data, like the mm. data, you mentioned the data could be, the data are from the police. Sure. Well, first of all, the data come from many different ways. They're, co- they're collected from the police, and there's also some from independent uh, sources as well from the police. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you have data from the police, you have to be more skeptical about it, and you have to try to match it with other sources of data as well, yeah. right? Uh, which people have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the data from the police that shows the discrimination. All the other areas that okay. I showed you that there is discrimination, oh. that's the data from the police that shows that. Okay. Okay. Um, and also, all of the recent... Let me just make something clear. There's a difference between looking at data and looking at research papers, okay? Mm-hmm. Because most people are not trained to look at data and come up with reliable conclusions based on data. Agreed. People look at, oh, this number is high, this number is also high. These two must be connected. Oh, I figured it out. No, you're important. important. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, it's it's so complicated to come up with conclusions from data. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of external variable and a lot of... um, reasons for my why um, certain numbers are the way they are that you're not taking into account and mm-hmm. that's why 
looking at research paper that takes the data and tries to come up with a conclusion from it is better than just looking at raw data, okay? And if you actually look at the research papers, you know, the one that are peer reviewed, um, the skepticism that people have are like, oh, this data doesn't say what I like it to say. So it must be, so I'm going to be more skeptical about it than the research that agrees with what I want it to say. Like if this, if this research paper- I think paper, there's definitely that as well, where it's um, a confirmation right. bias. Like you look right. for the data that agrees with you. Yeah, but the thing is that when people are like, oh, this research is not taking this into account, and this is why it might be wrong. Like, did you read the paper? Because the research paper itself usually does a much better job than you to show tell you why you need to be skeptical about the paper, right? Like, yeah. it, the research papers themselves tell you what the limitations of the research are and why it could be wrong. Right. When it comes to quantitative data, you have to take into context the context. Right. You just have to. But because otherwise, the numbers are just numbers. No, but what I'm saying is, but I'm saying is that people try to show use skepticism as a way to be anti-intellectual. But yeah. the but the but the research paper, the scientific method comes with the skepticism itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like it's part of like just because you're skeptical about the day the research and the, me the scientific method that has been applied to the research, that doesn't mean that you're right, that, you know, this is still the best conclusion. It's not the ultimate, like, the research paper is not, like, revelation from God, and all of a sudden, like, it comes out, like, oh, every this is it, guys, to stop research. We have research paper, no more arguments, here's the conclusion. Obviously, Arvind Nababi believes in God, confirmed. Uh, obviously, you <laughs> have to apply some level of skepticism to it, and the the research authors do that themselves. Mm. I say, yeah, yeah, okay. But but the the point is that it's not the ultimate. It's not the it's not a flawless method to to come up with our belief systems. Mm -hmm. It's just the best one. Yeah. It's not flawless, but it's the best, right? So. When people say like, oh, I can't trust this. I'm like, okay, what's the alternative? Like, then, you know, then what are you going to use if not this? Because there is nothing else. There is nothing better. There is you, nothing better. There is nothing better. You Because these research papers are peer reviewed. And then they also have like all of these stipulations at the end. Like what could have possibly gone wrong with this study or whatever like they they do all of their due diligence with these things this you if you can't rely on this what are you going to rely on mm. god certainly isn't going to clear it up so what are you going <laughs> to rely on <laughs> but, I, but i've seen a lot of people okay so this is the problem that i have with this whole woke cult okay because okay, explain okay hold on before you do this explain to me the woke cult because i've been grouped in with them and i don't know who they are well, no, you're not one of them, based on what okay. you're saying. No, but okay. the, it's basically this. It's basically people who have um, an ideology that they will defend regardless of what uh, re evidence shows. Mm -hmm. And the questioning their um, their dogma is seen as blasphemous. Right. Um, basically that kind of attitude, right? But, um, yeah, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, so the problem with the woke cult. The, the the problem with the woke cult is that they don't understand that if they want to fight 
you know, systemic racism, mm-hmm. the data is actually on their fucking side if they bother to fuck. <laughs> learn how to look at these things right mm-hmm. but they don't and this is why the people from the alt-right are now are so successful at pretending that they're on the side of science mm-hmm. and the left pe- left-wing people are not it's because it's of the- these people who are hysterical want to burn yeah. it all down like they're the yeah. loudest fuckers in this thing but so this is the gift that the woke cult has given to the alt-right you're like, oh, they're like, I don't care what your data shows. This is my feelings. And like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And, this, and the outright people are like, oh, look at these people. Facts don't care about your feelings. Like, you're, you're making the racists and the bigots and the white supremacists act like they are on the side of science. And the people who disagree with them are the feels over reals people. <laughs> It just feels over real. <laughs> no, I I agree with that. I don't I don't know how to what to do about that though because they're they're very uppity and I don't know how to talk to them. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think this is like a new religion. That's why we. That's why. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. People think like okay. Let me tell you what what a BLM supporter should say to me okay okay? this again free of charge okay here's the counter here's a strong counter to what i would say okay okay fine armen there's some minority woke kistani mujahideen who are going crazy they're insane they're like taking it too far they don't understand what you know how to look follow the evidence and blah 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 but no matter how, pro- yes, yes, they're crazy, but you yourself acknowledge that racism is a real thing, and people are being discriminated against, and there is, a, you know, there is police brutality that we need to take. Yes, we have made a, pro- a lot of progress, but still, that we need to make a lot more progress. Mm. And which don't you think dealing with racism isn't that a bigger evil than this whole woke? you know insane people like yeah let them have their own at least you know i think they both need to be fucking dealt with like people who don't know how to look at research shouldn't be looking at they should learn how to look at research before they start looking at research okay well you're taking the other side let me actually fight the play devil's advocate okay okay yeah no no okay faye you're wrong because yeah they're okay yeah maybe they're wrong okay Mm. but they're pushing for the right changes, even even if they are misguided and even if they even if they're exaggerating, they are helping us bring attention to the reform that we need to make. Okay, I have one thing to say to that: the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Okay, well. <laughs> Okay, this is your you, well. You're expecting too much, Faye, because li- I'm li- not. Listen, like, I'm expecting their minimum. <laughs> anti-woke here, and I'm gonna actually defend these people now. Okay. okay. Oh, Let's okay. See. Yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna defend Pakistani Mujahideen. You identify as Pakistani? Can you make that a hashtag? 
No, I'm not one of them, but I'm going to defend them, okay? okay. Let's see. Mm. Throughout history, mm-hmm. protesting against institutions and governments and other position, other people in a position of authority, protesting mm-hmm. against them has been a force for good. Yeah. Societies are healthier when protest is a common thing and the people are encouraged to help the people that rule over them accountable. If protesting is a habit in a society, mm-hmm. this is a sign of a healthy society. Mm-hmm. Even though we have in, in history, we have so many examples of successful protests that managed to be a force for good. Mm-hmm. If you go back in time, if you look at the average protester, none of most, the vast majority of them were not like, oh, I went and looked at a research and I realized yeah. that this is not, yeah. and oh, I did it, I followed the data, I looked at this lecture. Like, no, that's not, that was not the average protester, right? It was just people with good intentions. Okay. And mm. given that throughout history, this has been the average protest. And given that the average protest, you, you, you're acknowledging that protest as a whole has been a force for good. Why are we now holding these people today to a higher standard by asking them to, be, to go and actually know exactly what the problem is? <laughs> it's through a whole bunch of peer-reviewed academic research before they come and protest. Why are you, why are why is your standards all of a sudden so high? How the would you... of, the level of Armin's frustration with his own argument can be seen by his raise in volume? <laughs> I'm holding them to okay. Uh, so the first thing is is I do understand good intentions. I've said for a very long time the fact that in the West we're sitting here debating about arbitrary things like who can use what toilet is a good thing. You know, it means that we're in a place in society where we can talk about that instead of worrying about, you know, segregating toilets completely like black and white like they used to. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it's a good thing that we've got to a place where we can complain about first world problems. Um, But and I, I also do understand that a lot of people on the left wing have good intentions, but unfortunately, ignorance does not aid in intellectual discussions. So when you are having an intellectual discussion about police brutality, about systemic oppression, about racism in the system, it's really, really important to sit and listen sometimes. That's all I'm asking, is that you just sit and listen to all sides and then make up your mind for yourself. And it's, you know, there's no, there's also no harm in saying that, oh, wait, I made a mistake. Oh, shit, I'm ignorant. You know, ignorance is not something to be ashamed of. Ignorance is just a state of being until you get knowledge. Um, So I think that it's really important for people to, you know, put their pride aside for a little while and just acknowledge that there is information to glean and then argue about. But you can't just go into an argument guns a-blazing and be like, yes, I stand for this, you're all wrong. When you don't know what, what your right and wrong is. Hmm. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, but <laughs> but you but you didn't answer. I mean, you made sense without answering my question. What's <laughs> <laughs> the question? Because you made a whole speech. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, fine. Am you I could... holding them to a higher standard. I yeah, don't... because you 
because what like the average protester has like a job has a kids mm. has a life has courses to pass and what do you want do you want them to take time and just like study like a semi-expert in this field before they like oh you do not protest if you like should I they guess. wait before they completely understand the situation uh, to, to go protest for, and hold the government accountable or if I could be completely honest I would prefer if a lot more people just started listening like you don't the thing is right nobody needs to fight for a cause people fight for a cause because they believe in it and that's that's what you should do you shouldn't just fall into a cause because I don't know your friends are doing it or whatever um, I think that if you want to fight for a cause you should believe in it and if you don't know what's going on, be open to um, be open to listening to it and then picking a side. Um, I just don't quite understand this sort of herd mentality where people are in camps and often they're extreme camps and that everybody's just shouting at each other. Like that's like even yeah. when I was a Salafi, that wasn't something that we did. You know, we still listen to people. We told them that they should die afterwards, but we still listen to them. <laughs> I mean, listening to people is not going to guarantee you good information, though. No, but the more you listen, the more you'll be able to deduce, I think. But is it just freezing for me or also freezing for you? I'm getting a lot of freezes. It's fine. Though. It's freezing for you as well. The recording should but be fine. The audio, I'm hoping, is fine. Um, okay, so... I'm going to respond to myself account mm. because so since you failed to do so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I don't oh, yeah. answer that question clearly. No, I'm just, no, I'm no, just no. saying what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, even if you start listening to people, it's a good thing. Mm. You know, it's not the right method of coming to the conclusion. Just listening mm. to your, you know, because people get convinced of all sorts of things. By just mm -hmm. listening to people, right? Mm -hmm. The only, you know, the, the most, the superior, the best method is to actually go look at research, okay? But again, it's too high of an expectation for us to get it's, everybody. It's too yeah. high of an expectation for an right. average Joe to right. be like, yeah, look at all the research papers. Right. So, <laughs> so I guess we need to offer a secondary better me you know method that is not as time consuming but is somewhat reliable do you I find that people in power sometimes are ignorant as well oh yeah definitely holy shit yeah. uh, of course no but but what i'm Maybe saying we is hold them to a higher standard <laughs> right but but the people that are holding them to a higher standard if they are holding them to the wrong standards because they're ignorant then they're going to ask them to do the wrong things right mm. But I think that the faster, the less time-consuming and resource-consuming method is to identify a couple of people that have consistently shown that they, they are looking at the data mm -hmm. and are trying to come up with the conclusion objectively. And, I, and use those people as a way to, to listen to those people and listen to them from op opposing sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, li listen to people that you have identified that these are people that are actually looking at the information. But based on a couple of times that you yourself looked at the information and you seem like 
you identify correctly that these people actually looked at the information themselves and came up mm -hmm. to these conclusions. I mean, like, okay, I trust these people, not with their conclusions, but with their methodology. Mm -hmm. And for, on this side of the argument, and these people from the opposing side, like don't listen to people that just agree with you. And don't also listen to people that just disagree with you. See the points of from our side. That's less time consuming than actually going to the research paper itself. Use this method while realizing that this method is more flawed. Like it's okay to come up with conclusions based on the second method, yeah. but you have to be more skeptical of your conclusions if you're using this second method. You have yeah. to be less married to the positions that you have if you mm -hmm. come to them based on the second method. That's one thing, okay? This is a good segue to say subscribe to Atheist Republic. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. I suck at a YouTube as a YouTuber. I don't know how. To... Yes, subscribe, people. And subscribe to... Oh, I forgot to ask, like, what's your channel, by the way? I'll link to it in the description. Say the most gracious. I did say it at the beginning, but you'll put it in oh. the description. It's fine. We're not I'll... here for subscribers for me because people leave me all the time. We're here for subscribers for Atheist Republic because... No, no, no. Subscribe, subscribe to Faith. Subscribe to Faith. <laughs> link in the description. They go there as well. Thank you but here's what I, here's the main problem with this um, this this the the rewokening. I don't know what to call it. Um, <laughs> the problem with it is that it's not one of those examples of the protest that is pushing for a greater good because. The, pro the protests that we had in United States history mm -hmm. that managed to achieve all the progress that we have made, mm -hmm. we had, no, they have made in the past hundred years, which have been extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of change that Americans managed to make in 100 years when it comes to gay rights, women rights, minority rights, trans mm -hmm. rights, if you had predicted this level of change in such a short amount of time a hundred years ago, people would think you insane. Okay? Mm -hmm. And a lot of Americans are not celebrating that. Um, but it, it's not just that they're not celebrating that. The methods that this woke mentality is using for the same rights in the future is by pushing values that are in direct conflict to the values of the civil rights movement that have achieved all this progress. Can you elaborate on that further? They are pushing for collectivism rather than individualism. Civil yeah. rights movement was for individualism. They're pushing for noticing people's colors and putting them in the right place in society rather than the color blindness that the civil rights movement was pushing for. They are pushing for burning, as you mentioned, burn it all down and even sometimes suggesting without openly saying it that they're okay with violence even though the civil rights movement was in direct opposition to any source of violence. And like they always miss 
quote MLK, like take out of context what MLK said. Like he said, well, riots yeah. are the are the language of the people unheard. If yeah, they actually listen to that, it's a mischaracterization of what he and was Martin trying to say. Martin King believed in peaceful protest. He was um, so against and violence. He, he, yeah. That that one quote was part of him explaining the riots, not excusing the riots. He himself has been always against the violence. Okay. Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement was not an accelerationist ideology where, where, again, they were in for working within the system and make one progress at a time, changing the system rather than destroying the system. That was what the civil rights movement was. The civil rights movement was anti-tribal treating people like humans, not us versus them, white people versus black people. Yes. It was like trying to ignore these tribes and work with each other. This is not what we're doing, right? This is not the right. Like if you actually look and people think like, oh, Armin, this is fringe. It's not fringe. If if books like White Fragility and the book Anti-Racism these are now the best sellers on Amazon in the United States, and they're being treated like gospel in corporate America, in schools and universities, and on mainstream media. This is not a fringe movement. This mm-hmm. is the movement right now, and it's in the wrong direction. I acknowledge that we have a ton of implicit racism, still exists implicit racism, and also racism by outcome in the United States. We have made a lot of progress when it comes to explicit racism, but implicit racism and racism by outcome are still huge. But these type of activism is what going to was going to not only not get rid of implicit racism, it's going to bring back explicit racism. It's going to increase tensions between the races. And that's what they, here's the thing. I'm not entirely sure if that's not by, by design. You, you talk about good intentions. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure if there are good intentions. Because a lot of these people's activism is completely dependent on tension between races. Mm. Anyways. That's I do my, see that. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely get on a soapbox and do an hour-long run about that. about how uh, certain people are trying to brew tension between um, races or labels. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is by design. There are a lot of people who are making it a conspiracy um, of some sort, but that's also human nature. So I don't know what I can comment further on that. It might be a mix of good intentions and people who want to be... You know, this is something that I have to, I'm always very concerned about atheist activism as well. I always Mm. say, like, let's not try to make ourselves more relevant by blaming things on religion that is not because of religion, right? Yeah. I see that sometimes we didn't, we notice that within our own community Mm -hmm. um, and we try to shut it down as fast as we can, as fast as we recognize it, right? so yeah. uh, but, we have to but, be accountable, and also religion has enough garbage in it that we don't need to make shit up. Right. We don't need to pin, you know, nominal things that aren't part of it onto it. It already. I mean, Muhammad's a pedophile. Like, you don't need to add stuff to that. Child, sir, not pedophile. There's a difference. 
Is there a difference? What's the difference? Uh, one of them is a disease. One of them is a crime. Okay. Okay. Could you not have? Okay, so you. Okay, I don't. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is new information. I need to process that for a few days. Um, but yeah, was there anything else you wanted to discuss? No, no. Um, is there any? Do we agree on everything? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Were you looking for an argument? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm. I don't know. I like. I. I, I think the just... only thing we disagree on is is whether or not Officer Chauvin is a is a cold blooded murderer. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't say I didn't have a position on it. My position was it and is that I have no fucking idea. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the, that's my only position. I just say I I cannot know. Um. But um. Okay. Let me tell you what. Ali disagreed with me on, okay? okay? Ali agreed with me on most things except how big of a deal the the rewokening is. But I think he has changed his mind since. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so sure. I'm going to ask him about that. Do you know who you should bring on? You need to bring on Mariam Namazi. She's very opinionated about this. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> You're sc- why are you scared of Mariam? <laughs> because I like, I feel, I don't, I respect her and I don't want to lose, you I don't want, want her to think badly of me. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want? I'm scared. Like. Mariam had like a little blockchain about um, the BLM stuff and she did a, she did a, a discussion with Ali as well. So you should have her on. Um, yeah. She might disagree with you on more things though, because she is, she's yeah. a lefty. Like a lefty, lefty. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, she's a communist. I know, I know. What are you? Are you okay. I mean, I've been in. I'm, you, you <laughs> don't think I? Fo- I have been following Mariam Namazi since like my child. You know, we're ex-Muslims. Mariam Namazi used to be our only go-to figure as an ex-Muslim to look up to for many, many years. Of course, we so. noticed her. Yeah. <laughs> also Iranian so yeah. you have to fangirl about her <laughs> I have been on her Persian channel when my Persian was not that good my Persian is my, because I didn't speak Persian for so many years that it became really bad for a while but now oh, because I speak Holy now it what? sucks that's how I am with my mother tongue I used to be so good at it but because I haven't spoken it in so long I need yeah. to make Bengali friends but from my district of Bangladesh I'm not better at it because I have a Persian Atheist Republic Persian channel that I host. With, so much. Uh, hmm? That must help so much. Yeah, it's coming back, coming back. Yeah. But they make fun of me on that channel all the time. Do they yeah. call you a coconut? <laughs> <laughs> no, not a coconut. They don't know what that is. But similar, similar, something okay. similar. Yeah. Anyway, this was this was fun. This was. This was yeah. a delightful conversation. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Yeah. I wasn't called a racist, so that's a, that's progress. <laughs> oh, that's I think, huge. I think we can dispel that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, only thinking, now. <laughs> you know what I'm going to take away from this the most? is that you said the word Wokistani. Wokistani. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what pisses me off when people think I'm racist? Is like no, I shouldn't complain. It's because no, it's, it's 
complain. No, it's, I shouldn't complain because it's like, what do you expect? I mean, you put your opinions out there in the internet and you think like people are not going to like... But, okay, but you're allowed to complain. Your feelings, your feelings matter, Armin. We care about you. <laughs> because I, I have been an anti-racist, racism activist for long, for a longer period of time than I have been an atheist activist. Right? Mm. I, um, I have been fighting racism in a country where. Racism was not something that was a big pro- just a big problem. Racism mm-hmm. was the norm. Yeah. Like if you the idea of you saying, hey, Arab people are not evil when I was a teenager was seen as absolutely disgusting to even suggest in the social yeah. circles that was raised. Mm-hmm. And pushing back against that. Like, even to this day, most of my anti-racism activism is within the Persian community, mm-hmm. especially because is most of, a lot of the anti-Islam activism by ex-Muslim atheists from the Persian community is tied into anti-Arab hate, hatred from, to, towards Arabs, right? Yeah, I've seen this, yeah. And separating that from each other has ca- uh, you know made many people abandon us mm-hmm. like it would have been so much easier like if you don't you know for a lot of like I see a lot of an- other ex-Muslim atheist content producer in Persian that mm-hmm. even if they're not racist themselves they know that if they push back against that they're going to get so much they're going to lose Criticism. so much of the you're going to lose yeah. so much of following that they're like, you know what? I'm just not going to feed into it, mm-hmm. but I'm also not going to push back against it. But our, our Atheist Republic Persian channel goes mm-hmm. out of its way to push back against it. Good. You know? yeah. um, and and it, it's just like, it's interesting because to those people, to to a, to, the, to a lot of people who recognize me from Iran and my activism in Iran, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that if you go and tell them like, "Oh yeah, Armin is racist," their response would be, "I wish." <laughs> <laughs> I think that that brings up a very important point though, because um, on my channel we we've discussed some BLM stuff, but we're also talking about racism in like the South Asian community, like our countries are so racist and it's not just about um race it's about skin color as well like if you're darker you're looked on you're looked down on even if you are indian or bangladeshi or pakistani or whatever if you have darker skin you're looked at as unclean or undesirable Mm. um and i think that those things definitely need to be addressed and and they're just not and i don't know why they're not being addressed within our own community like for example something that i say a lot that maybe i shouldn't say a lot is that my mother, even though she was a wonderful human being, and she's dead now, but so be nice. Um, something she used to say is, you know, she used to tell off my siblings by saying, if you don't shut up, then the black man next door is going to get you. Mm. Like, she used to sh- say shit like that all the time, and I used to tell her off. And she was like, well, I, I, you know, I have, to, I have to shut the kids up some way. And I was like, why are you using our lovely Christian Nigerian neighbor like, for, your, for that? Like, why are you doing that? 
And she said, well, I don't have anything against him. And I was like, but do you understand you're using that and, and demonizing him to right. children? We um, were, we were told in school, you yeah. know, Balal, right? The, Balal. Balal who, uh, uh, the person, one of the first uh, black person that converted to Islam, mm -hmm. a companion of Prophet Muhammad. Mm -hmm. We were told in school that Balal had such a lovely voice when he sang the azan mm -hmm. that as a reward um, for his azan, when he goes to heaven, his skin will turn white. Um, and everybody in class thought that oh, that's such a beautiful message. Like nobody, like there's not a single person that I could even think of. That ever thought like what the fuck like even I like I didn't like I was a kid I was, I also thought like oh my god such a beautiful message like the idea of this being like what you know this being yeah anti blackness yeah, yeah that, that that didn't cross anyone's mind anyone's mind that this is like wrong to even suggest but it right? is wrong to suggest like it's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean yeah but the fact that this this being fucked up was not recon is not recognized by the vast majority of people have to be and people in the United States be like oh shocking by the way just to give credit Iran is a lot you know people in Iran are a lot better than where what it was like 10 or 15 years ago it's mm. still extremely racist the the norm is still more racist than what your average alt-right person I, and I'm not exaggerating, but it still is not as bad as what it was 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, um, the lefties would hate my grandma. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the things yeah. that would come up my mouth. But, um... One thing I forgot to mention, one last thing I forgot to mention is in response to my, what I said with regards to the racists being a bigger import, they're more costly. They're, it's a bigger harm than mm than uh, this whole woke cult um, and that's why our emphasis should be um, in response to that I say well it's exactly because of that that we have to destroy this woke cult you need to fight on both sides you, no. you need to fight both fights They're you don't both to actually you to fight, you could, no no I don't think any. I think anybody could choose whatever they side they want to be on right mm. If you want to focus on just racism and you're like, hey, yes, this Pakistani is a black problem. It's an it's someone else fight to fight. You don't have to do. Every, you don't have to be. You don't have to fight every battle, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is the reason why I think that fighting against the woke cult is an important battle. Mm -hmm. It's not just for the sake of, oh, truth matters or anti-white racism is bad. Mm -hmm. It's actually for the sake of. Black people and Hispanics and Arabs and every other minority, because they did the woke people have hijacked yeah. the fight against racism, and they are it's been handicapped by them, and I fear that the, we're not going to see not, we're not going to see the same progress against racism as we used to, and in fact we might go backwards because it's been hijacked by them. Mm -hmm. Even if your entire goal is to fight against racism, you need to save your movement from these fucking idiots. That's why. Agreed. I don't really have anything to add to that. Okay, well. 
All right. Can you get me some more BLM people that might want to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll uh, DM or I'll like tag somebody soon. Um, I think you'd like. Oh, she's. I think she's half Filipino or something. So you might like her. Um, but um, I'm just. I don't even know what that means. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll tag a few people and see who you can get on. Definitely contact Mariam. She'd be, she'd love to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I'll wait you for don't... her. If you don't, I will. Um, okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm scared. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Gen- I'm genuinely scared. <laughs> she's like, like she's, she's like, gonna yell at you. <laughs> she's like the mother of the Muslim movement. So. Oh, uh, I don't want to lose her uh, <laughs> respect. She gave me an award. For, for of the atheism of the year, and she's gonna be like, "Oh, I reg- I'm afraid of." She's thinking that she regrets. What? Give you an award for atheist of the year? Yeah, she was in the committee that selected me. Oh. <laughs> and I feel like she's gonna be like, "What did I do? I gave it. I gave the atheist year award to a racist." <laughs> Don't tell her that you're scared. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let her know. She'll be okay. gentle. Um, oh my god! No, okay. every single, even when I've disagreed with Mariam, she's always been that kind of motherly person, where she'll just make you tea afterwards, um, mm-hmm. and it's all good. So yeah, definitely have Mariam on. I'll contact quite a few other people to see who you can be because I don't. Th- I didn't think we had many disagreements to begin with. Yeah, um, I, I just knew you were getting in a lot more trouble than I was. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm saying that. I'm, here's the thing, people are saying like, "Oh, what?" Like the reason why I'm getting in trouble because I feel like when I, when there are certain things that people say, "Yes, this is true," but you shouldn't say it, I get triggered. <laughs> okay, I like tell me exactly the things that are true that I'm not supposed to say, so I could go shout it off the rooftops. Okay, because. If you draw red lines around truth claims, I'm going to piss on your red lines. I'm going to piss on your red lines because that's what I did with Islam. I did that with Islam even though the, at the risk of death. Mm-hmm. So fuck your red lines. Yeah. Fuck your taboos. This is the truth. And I'm going to say it. So, come at me, right? And that's why I get in trouble. You heard it here, folks. Come at him. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, are we closing this out then, or what are we doing? Stop recording. (laughs)